Hey y'all, it's me again, Bonnie Violet. I just wanted to take a second and thank my Patreon members. Patreon members are folks who contribute on a monthly basis, anywhere from $3 to $150 a month to support the work of a queer chaplain. Big shout out to Victoria Thompson, Jason Brandt, Brandon Stanton, Kim Silva, Brandy McCarg, Randy Sandnot, Bob Kaiser, Joey Heckmeister, Violet Rhiannon, Gabriel, Jonathan, Patrick and Todd Atkins Whitley. Thank you so much for your continued contributions. And if you're interested in joining the Patreon, just check the link in the description. Go to patreon.com forward slash Bonnie Violet. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Hey y'all, how's it going? This is Bonnie Violet. I am a trans femme, genderqueer, spiritual drag artist and digital chaplain. Um, and today is, it's Tuesday of Trans Day of Visibility Week. Um, and uh, I just wanted to take some time to, um, I, I just wanted to share something that I had written back on February 28th for a story story time for here in Boise. Um, it was my 44th birthday and, um, uh, we had us talk about touch and a couple weeks ago, I, um, posted the first half of the, um, the story, um, that I had written and, um, I can put that in the links of the description. Actually, it is in the link of the description if you want to check that out. But the first part was really, um, about my experience with touch um, as a child and in my childhood and kind of in relation to childhood trauma. And I didn't really want to spend time on that today. I really wanted to talk about a, a different area, an area around touch in relation to my transition, which happens to be part two of this. And so, um, uh, so yeah, so if you do listen to the first part, just know that it is, um, you know, trigger warning, if you will, it does talk a little bit about uh, childhood trauma and that sort of thing. So I just wanted to put it out there. So Right now, I'm going to um, read part two of Touch, and um, this kind of works as as like a live opportunity. So, folks, if you do come on and you have questions or you want to say anything, feel free to. But another aspect of it was just to put on the calendar a time to record um, and to share. So, um, so here it is. So, part two. I'm sure you have heard that saying that you don't know what you don't know. I have come to believe this has been my experience with touch. It was at about seven weeks, I went in to get a blood draw to check my levels. I'm not still, I'm still not sure how I did it, but somehow I bumped my nipple and felt a very intense pain, a pain like I had never felt before I tried not to wince or make it obvious to the phlebotomist what had just happened. I remember thinking, dang girl, what did you do to your nipple? I couldn't recall what I had done to make it sore. When in, when in an instant, I realized it was the medicine. The medicine began to work. I couldn't hide the big smile that came to my face as I felt the gleeest one could glee, quite possibly my gleeest moment to date. I can't imagine a glee or glee but I'm here for it. You see, when I first started hormones, I wasn't so sure I wanted the physical changes. Intuitively, I had felt for some time that something was lacking within me. My body was 
malnourished, kind of like a vitamin deficiency, that there was a little more life within me, a part of me that was so needing to be fed, a thirst or a hunger, but not really something different, more like a weakness, a frailty or illness that needed a solve, medication for strengthening, for healing. I'd always known that I experienced much of my life in my head and that I was missing out on the experience of being in my body, to have an awareness of, to be present to, to connect to, to notice, and to feel my body, my touch. The medication causes your skin to change, not just on your face, but your entire body. The first time something felt different, I noticed in that brief moment of awe, a new tangible texture. (laughs) Within and upon the tips of my fingers, When I shaved my legs for the first time, I felt a feeling, a new touch on my legs. And with the touch, a vision, a journey to recall, an opportunity to read my life story, the story that had been left behind, written like hieroglyphics, hieroglyphics, (laughs) marking on my markings on my body. The ink, the scars, the soft spots, the blemishes, the bumps, the bends, and the clearing of. Kind of like an etch and sketch that you shake away the art, you shake the art away, except it only shakes away what needed to be edited. So the picture could be more clear. Being in this sacred body, being more connected to my body, to be present for the feeling within also comes with much pain to be felt with all the senses with increased fear of violence, existing, presenting, and animating my body in all the ways that I was told I couldn't, developments and expressions that make it challenging for your body to be seen by another person, whether a close friend, a family member, a stranger, or other relation, each bringing their own feeling, their own potential to touch me. Prior to this transition, the embodiment into a higher, fuller, more integrated self, I shared my body with many to touch, with the any who wanted, who asked, and those who didn't. Now things are much different. I not only have a new physical experience of touch, but a new perspective, a widening of self, a hesitation, a mindfulness, a regard, honor, along with the ability, the strength, the awareness to walk, to prance, to dance, and to touch. I haven't had a lot of experience with touch, but boy, I mean, girl, am I ready? And that was part two. Uh, Part three is actually something I'm still working on. Um, I found myself when I was uh, at the story, story night, I had, um, you know, I, when I first started, it was this childhood trauma that then led to my transition, which really helped me live in my body and begin to have a more tangible experience with touch. And then the third part was just um, me having an excitement and a joy and an anticipation of the more that, 
I would begin to experience? What would it be like to, to, um, to be close to another person um, in, in an intimate way, in a romantic way, or even just in different friendship ways? Um, uh, getting new clothes and uh, forming new shapes on my body and just all these sorts of things that um, in a lot of ways I'm super, super excited for um, the anticipation but I've also been just living in a lot of fear and being challenged of finding the right um, environments in which I can, um, you know, really be present to and for um, without fear of, you know, all the things that um, I'm sometimes afraid of, you know, and, and for me, you know, it's, you know, I'm just getting acclimated to my new home. And so I'm just going to leave it at that in the sense of that. Um, thank you for letting me share that. And if you have any questions or um, anything like that, feel free to reach out. Um, I probably will put the, maybe the words in the, the description possibly um, if you're interested. Um, and yeah, I've said I'm um a lot, so I think it's time to go, but enjoy this trans day of visibility and all of the activities. I'm, I'm doing a few things this week, which again, you can kind of check out the links in the description. But tomorrow I'll be um, interviewing Amelia Blake, who is a drag, a trans drag artist from the Magic Valley here in Idaho, um, and talking with their experience with drag um, being trans and their spirituality and how, how, the, how they exist together um, and, and, and all that fun stuff. And then on Thursday morning, um, as part of our Splintered Grace series that happens every Thursday morning, I'll be in conversation with my Aunt Tina, who is a conservative Christian living in uh, Arizona. And um, we are going to be sharing our experience with trans visibility. Um, we both grew up in Wendell, Idaho, which is a small town here in Idaho. And we're going to share and reflect and kind of... Um, explore what our experience and exposure to transness has been throughout our lifetime, what we were told, maybe what we weren't told, what we used to think and what we think now and what does trans visibility mean to, to each of us and how do we plan on, you know, um, being a part of future visibility for trans community, for the trans community. On Friday, I'll be in conversation with Fonda, Fonda Cox, a.k.a. Eric Dorsa, as well as a therapist, um, and talking about um, trans mental health and why it matters. And so that'll be taking place on Instagram Live at noon on Friday, the 31st, um, and that's 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, uh, the time that it is here in Boise, Idaho. Um, and so you're welcome to join that live for questions or to, to listen. And on Saturday, I will be working the door for a Trans Day of Visibility talent show um, at the Balcony Club. Uh, so I'm super excited to be a part of an all trans uh, produced and like the cast, everyone is trans or non-binary um, that are involved with the show. And so I'm super excited to to be a part of it. Um, so working on my look, so I'll be sure to share that with you. And then on Sunday, I'm going to do a Say Something, um, which is a series that I used to do that I'm going to go ahead and bring back. And I'm just going to kind of talk about in summary what this week of Trans Day's Day of Visibility has been um, like, and just kind of share 
share something by saying something. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, yeah, take care. I love you all. Bye-bye. Hey y'all, Bonnie Violet here again. Just wanted to take a second to let you know about Splintered Grace Podcast. Splintered Grace Podcast just completed its fifth season entitled Still Seeking. Splintered Grace is a podcast that I co-host with my aunt who is a conservative Christian and one of my biggest supporters in my trans identity and just life in general. While many family members are choosing to no longer speak, we have chosen to sit at the table and engage in difficult conversations to find peace and restoration. Over our 24-year relationship, we have had a lot of ups and downs, and we haven't always really liked each other. We definitely never understood each other, and still some of it we don't. But we love one another so much and so hard and really work hard to show up for one another. And our hope is that by listening to this podcast, others may be able to begin to have peace and restoration in some of their other relationships with family members and or other loved ones. Uh, Check it out, Splintered Grace Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. Take care. Love you. Bye.